Everybody always judging me. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, I, it, it is, man. Yeah. I, I asked for some help the other day. You need a lot of help. You know what? You know, we had to help out. Oh, boy, 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 boy. Oh, God. But I asked for some help the other day, you know. Everybody looked at me strange for like what I asked for help for, right? Because I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out some taxes. And I don't think that's strange. Yeah, but I asked for tax part. Yeah. But I was like, well, how do I how do I claim my pornographic videos that I post on on the on the websites? You know, it, like is, is that entertain? Do I put that in the entertainment category? You know, or, that's why I looked at you strange. Or do, or do, you. Or can, can <laughs> I say? Oh, oh, or can I do I list that as like a nonprofit organization? You know what I mean? What? But, that's super profit. <laughs> I mean. You know, I ain't got a dollar in it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, please, God, help, I, help me. How did you get a dollar? Yeah. What point are you in? Huh? Huh? It, it's called Big Love on Part 3. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Like wait, 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 wait. Or... It's Part 3? Yeah. Who gave you a Part 3 one? My name, sir. Got a post up there. Comedy, also a porn star. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Adult entertainer. Adult like entertainer. You I, just use the word. You did. Y'all judging me again. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, but with that said, uh, <laughs> 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 welcome to another episode of Film Nuts. I'm your host, James. <laughs> and once again, I'm joined by these two. You supposed to say who she is? Oh, I thought y'all introduced yourself. Oh, okay. to I'm Christina, <laughs> and y'all already know who it is. Yeah, it's your know. boy Big Dev, aka the Seven Five Seven's favorite play cousin, aka Big Dev straight from group home, aka the one who is judged by many and hated by even more. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, and just for the record, I don't really plug what I do, but I'm a model and makeup artist, so follow me on social media. Yeah, and um. I'm, I'm a comedian and pro star. A bootleg adult actor. You can find a lot of my adult films at Dollar Tree, way in the back. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Family Dollar. Um, <laughs> shout out to Family Dollar. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm a semi ordained. Um, semi ordained. Jewish bar mitzvah coordinator. Because yeah, it's like I just watched some videos on YouTube and it's like I ain't paid the $9.95. Yeah. <laughs> no one's shipping it. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah, I do it all. Mm. I do it all. <laughs> Whatever you need, baby. Mm. AKA Mr. Cut the Check himself. Cut Mr. the Cut check. check. Mr. Cut the Check. And we still wait on that check, too. We is still waiting for that. Tyler, baby. <laughs> Tyler. Come on. I know you got that 600 meal. I ain't even asked for a whole meal. Mm. Come a hundred thousand. Come a hundred thousand. <laughs> and you took the work, man. I'll take a couple of ten. You know what I mean? It's like, a I'll take some gift cards to Feather and Finn. Whatever you can. Gift cards to Feather and McDonald's or something. You know, you, you dig what I'm saying? It's, you know, man, this is. You know, Deadpool, you can cut a check too because we, we did one on. You do know Deadpool. You know who the hell I'm talking to. Do we? But anyways, uh, <laughs> before we get into today's topic, mm-hmm. uh, since we're doing a horror movie today, mm-hmm. real quick, like, what is your favorite horror movies? Oh, 
Okay, so I'm a big fan of the zombie genre, and my favorite is like a two-way tie between um, Dead Dead Again, Dawn of the Dead, when the tie fights are in it, and 28 Days Later. I like a good zombie film that has a good enough explanation without like an overly detailed explanation that people die and reanimate in the same or free uh, mental time and that realistic situations are brought upon because survival is not cookie cutter in the world that we all live in. Or live, for that matter. I love good graphics. If you, they actually, in 28, uh, not 28 Days Later, but Day of the Dead, they actually use like amputees for some of their zombie effects just to give that more like, that part is literally missing, but it is. I love that about that film. I, I guess, my favorite horror film would be one that I haven't seen, and that would be Magic Mike. Now, something sounds very terrifying about that movie. You know, it's just because you just got a lot of white boys gyrating in front of a camera, and you know, for the sake of stripping and trying to make a couple dollars. How about a real horror movie? You, hold on, you, you what? What's horror? You what scares you and scared me could be totally, <laughs> two totally different things. You know, y'all asked me what my favorite horror movie was, and it's, I haven't seen it because I was that scared. So, I was that scared. So, as a porn star, you're, you're an adult, adult film. My bad, my bad, my bad. As an adult actor, right? Your favorite horror movie only on Thursdays, but no, but Fridays. No, I, I'm sanctified on Friday. Even with that, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was hoping that you said this. <laughs> but let me see. My, what? Because horror, are you? Horror really doesn't get me too much. But I say one of my favorites. Stigmata scared the daylights out of me. Stigmata scared the daylights out of me. It's um. Anytime you start crossing the realms of religion, and um, and the demonic factors. You know, especially when your first cousin is a demon, um, it, it it hits a little bit home. Um, <laughs> you see, he's he's seeing ghosts right now. That's why he, that's why he turned around. So, um, and, and let me see. I think I think that has had to be one of the the scariest movies I have personally seen. That um. Because most other things don't, because I, I feel like a good horror to me is something that like kind of draws you into the realness of it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, you know, when you grew up in church, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, and you're taught from a young age that you know, what I'm saying there's a there's a war that goes on that you cannot see, mm-hmm. and then some of them things that you're not supposed to see mm-hmm. make themselves visible. Yeah, that can Amityville horror got me too. Amityville Horror. I've heard good things about it. It, it, it. It's a retro classic. And then they remade it with, with that poem, actually. Yeah, so that was another one that um that I got my um, proverbial goats. Yeah, um, mine would, would be uh, The Quiet Place. Really? Yeah, um, I thought it was um, pretty good. That was a good movie. That's a so that's horror? Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You know. Was, What's the difference between horror and thriller? Thrillers don't necessarily have like a scary element. Yeah. Like um, an action film can be a thriller mm-hmm. versus like something you know killing you or and, 
and then a fear kind of driven thing. If we go by that standard, uh-huh. what was the movie? I think it was called Don't Speak. Yes, that is actually considered horror. Yeah. The one where the um the blind was, man had him in the basement. Don't oh, breathe. don't breathe. Don't yeah. breathe. Yeah. That one that that one had kind of got me. That was good. I yeah. feel like that one appropriately used jump scares mm-hmm. in a way that wasn't cheesy mm-hmm. and it really had you on the edge of seat because like you wanted to survive with them and they feel like you felt like the character. The scariest part to me was when homegirl made that man get him out of his own semen. Yeah. That, yeah, that, I mean, that was that was a tough day. He neighbor. created that scenario. Why are you storing your semen in hopes that you can? I understand all that, but that's scary. Well, that's scary, and it wasn't even like a couple drippings. It's like it's old turkey basin. Yeah, turkey basin. I was like, good god, boy. Oh, so no meaning to taste any old medicine. Like, boy, like watered down mayonnaise, and you mm. just that was very graphic. Yeah, it, the, the scene was, you know, it was. But today's podcast will be talking about the movie It Comes at Night. It comes at night. The 2017 horror film directed by Trey Edward Schultz. He and he's uh, um he's a pretty new director. Um, he, he only has three movies under his belt right now. You I can tell. Trey, Trey Edward Schultz. Yes, Schultz. S H U L T S. Okay. And um. Only two movies, well, besides this movie that uh, he has is a movie called Trisha, came, came out in 2015, and Waves, which came out last year. He's uh, a yes, he's a very, you know, upcoming. Oh, wait, so that wasn't the same Waves. That, that's about the, I don't know if he's gay, but he's across the world or something like that. But Trisha is a thing that's coming out this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, okay, I'm actually only gonna see waves, but uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> yeah. But so the movie also stars Joe Ed- Joe Ed- uh, Edgerton, Carmen. Uh, I'm not gonna try to pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christopher um, Abbott. Kelvin Harrison Jr. and Riley Keough. And according to IMDb, uh, the movie is about to kill within a in a in a desolate house um, as an unnatural threat terrorizes the world. A man has established a, um, a tenuous domestic order with his wife and son. Then a desperate young family arrives seeking refuge. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else I've seen her in. She's British. She's British. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, she uh, at first I thought it was the, um the, it was this chick, I forget her name, but the chick in um Crash. I, that was, Andy that, Newton. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. I thought that was her at first. But, I can get that. Yeah, yeah they're both kind of slim mm-hmm. um, British women who play. And since you couldn't pronounce that last name, name, I see you didn't finish the last tapes on that hook on phonics shit. <laughs> Back before Cash Money was taking over for the nine nine and the two thousand, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you might want to go dust some jokes off out the attic, <laughs> yeah, 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 and start from the beginning. Uh, hey, oh, oh, <laughs> 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 so through. 
you know, everyone can have that um that like Taylor education, you know. Fancy. So you ain't gonna talk about my late Taylor education. <laughs> That's equivalent of obedience school, but you know. Obedience school. Yeah. Sit, sit, stay, stay, sit, sit. Devin, don't you sit, Devin. sit. sit. Damn it. Call security. He running again. <laughs> security. Um, the warden. That's how it was, boy. That's how you see. That's why. That's why we get, didn't get too many skippers. You can skip in the hall. You ain't never get nobody leaving the school because you have to go down that. On lock like that. Mm-hmm. No, because you got to go down that green mile. <laughs> it's like one point five miles from the front door to the street. Oh, that's you that's ain't true. gonna get nowhere before somebody <laughs> see you. Oh. But um, but pretty much the plot of the movie is this family is is hunkered down in in, in the home, right. and our movie starts off with the father, grandfather, father-in-law. Um, he he has this disease, mm-hmm. and they you know put him down and burning burning the body, mm-hmm. right? And we'll later on, well actually. Throughout the whole movie, the son Travis has nightmares, mm-hmm. pretty much about this fear of pretty much of this virus mm-hmm. that's that's uh, spreading throughout the world. Mm-hmm. And the movie doesn't really give any clues, details, what it is, how it spreads. Super vague. But yeah, it's, it's a very it's a very vague disease. Mm-hmm. And one night they hear rumbling downstairs, and this guy named Will breaks in. Who he 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 pretty much still looking for supply, so he says. Yeah. So the father Paul, he he's a uh, tying him down outside to a tree, mm-hmm. leaving him there for a whole day because apparently, like, it takes a whole day for disease to manifest. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So Will manages Will manages to convince Paul to let, let him and his family go. At first, it was like a little trade, mm-hmm. you know, trade me some water, or trade you some chickens, you know, whatnot. But I think her name is Sarah. Mm-hmm. Convinces Will to well, let's just find a man. We just pull our resources together. Mm-hmm. So the family ends up moving in, and for a while they they coexist for a while until one day, uh, the dog Stanley uh, senses something in the woods mm-hmm. and goes crazy, and he. Ends up running, running off, mm-hmm. and later that night, Travis, while he's out walking around, being creepy as he was throughout the whole time of the movie, mm-hmm. finds the other family's little son, Andrew, mm-hmm. uh, asleep in his grandfather's old room. Mm-hmm. So he takes him back to the room, and he hears more noises downstairs. And after waking everybody up, they, they discover Stanley is now. Back in the house, which is the dog. Yes, mm-hmm. standing, standing the dog, and he's bleeding, uh, clearly sick. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the door was unlocked. Was unlocked. Mm-hmm. You know, the big red door. That's the only entrance and exit of of the of, of the home. Which remains locked. Yes. As a precaution throughout, you know, their existence. So this brings up an issue of who unlocks the door, mm-hmm. and neither family. No, like can identify who did it. So this leads to the whole family splitting up for a whole day, 
once again, it goes back to like it takes the virus a day to manifest, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, Travis ends up overhearing uh, the other family uh, talking about the son and the son telling them that it was him who opened the door mm-hmm. and he's now sick, mm-hmm. which sparked uh, a big event of both families not trusting each other mm-hmm. and it, it ends up with Paul and Sarah shooting Will and Kim mm-hmm. and, 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 and and little uh, and Andy yeah mm-hmm. but the movie <laughs> and then it turns out that only you can laugh at that only, only them can laugh at that <laughs> <laughs> <can't die. laughs> that was funny <laughs> but, but Travis uh they discover Travis is also sick, mm-hmm. and it also leads to the conclusion of the movie where both parents are also sick, sick mm-hmm. and they just sit at the table, pretty much waiting for, waiting for themselves to die. Mm-hmm. So, what do y'all think about the plot of the movie? You liked it? What? Like, what's your thoughts? I can appreciate. I can appreciate the way the film went. Like, some of the vagueness kind of gives it, you know, leave it to your own imagination. That's something that, you know, Albert Hitchcock, one of the fathers of horror, was famous for because he really didn't show anything. But he implied it so well that you were just terrified. So I feel like there's enough implication. We all were kind of, like, holding our breath on the edge of our seats trying to see what is this fear? What is this sickness? What is this what we believe now might be an actual beast or demon or something? And for that part of the vagueness, I can appreciate, like, it leaves it to your imagination. But overall, I was disappointed. I was disappointed because I would expect, I felt like it was more like a, like a drama that had, like, a horror element to it more than it was a horror film. Mm-hmm. And, and I could have been okay with that if it had a good payoff, and it didn't. Like, them ultimately dying, though I can appreciate the realism of that, like, hey, you can only hide from the disease so much. You're going to need to go into your outside world. Like, that's that's our reality as it stands now. But in a big sense, it's just like you have to go outside of whatever your comfort zone is. And it comes with risk. That being said, it's like, bro, that, that's it. And even then, at the end, I was I felt it was so vague. And I was like, was he hallucinating that he actually had the disease? Because mm-hmm. he's had so many episodes of this being a hallucination. I didn't know what was happening. And it did leave me in a space. I'm like, who did unlock the door? Because like they, they, they do come to the conclusion that they assumed it's their son because he's sick. But prospectively, how would he have reached a lock? They were set for a person of an adult height to do. And yeah. then who brought the dog back? Did the dog really just limp himself all the way back home and then die? Like there's a lot of vagueness there. So I was disappointed. <laughs> Long story short. I'm going to give y'all my scientific and educated <coughs> detailed analysis of this movie. Yeah, nothing. The movie was ass. <laughs> it went from beginning to end. The movie was just straight butt cheeks, buns, booty crack. It was just ass. It, 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 oh, my God. It was so terrible. So, okay. Synopsis of the movie. You got a disease. Okay, cool. I just want to give y'all some perspective for my conspiracy theorists. This was the introduction to the coronavirus. Here we go. <laughs> they don't want to tell you that, and they don't want to let you know that. Stay woke. Keep your third eye open. But 
you got this disease that's run that, that's plaguing mankind. No, it, but you don't know what it is, and and you don't. The only thing you know of that it does it, it kills you. you. Get sores, you get black eyes, you spit up blood, and it kills you. The most exciting and most thrilling part, I guess, the most yeah, the most exciting part of the movie is when they killed the grandfather from Jump Street, execution style, <laughs> muffled with the pillow. They did do They did my man dirty. You know what I mean? They did. <laughs> the pawpaw, they, they, I mean, they, they could have did a little bit better than that, but, you know, you know, it had a little bit of emotion to it because you hear him gas for air for a little bit mm-hmm. before he pulled the trigger, you know what I mean? And I felt a little bit of resentment in the acting towards the father character. Oh, no. Like, he's been waiting to do this a long, <laughs> long you know, time. I thought at the beginning of the movie that the dad or the husband was just like a survivor that got with the mom. Because he, he seems so detached. He had no compassion at all. <laughs> he he did. He, he, he gave him the stereotypical white boy conversation. All right, buddy. Yeah, he kept calling buddy. That's, it was it's very, almost over, buddy. Very okay. Detached. I'm sorry, buddy. And it's like, it, it's not. No dad, no father-in-law, you know what I'm saying? No tears. N- nothing. Nothing, nothing. Nothing. He just... Poor, poor little boy was traumatized. <laughs> you know? He said, right, I'm going to do it on the count of three. One. Pie out. And that was it. <laughs> it was <laughs> problem solved. And they, and they wheeled my man, <laughs> strike a match, and you know what I'm saying, burn him to smithereens. That was probably the most true, like... Like, with a start like that, it kind of set it up for, like, it's going to be something, right? Yeah, and definitely. You, you would think that it's going to truly be yeah, something. you're going to get gut-wrenching like that. But that was pretty much it, because it was almost like... I feel like the dreams were scarier than what actually the, But they, they were kind of unnecessary. The dreams? Yeah. Be, I feel like the dreams built the hype that, that never yeah. delivered. Because... You're waiting for whatever this is that comes at night. So the only thing that comes is dreams. It's like, <laughs> and, and, and that's it. It's, it's like, the, I understood what they was trying to do. You do. Like, it was it was set up where it's fear of the unknown. Right. You know, like they they were, they were trying to put the audience in the same predicament as the characters, right. where they would. They really had no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, only thing you know is some kind of disease, mm-hmm. but there's no answers. Like, all things they, excuse me, like, only thing you know is if you get it, you're pretty much dead. Right. You know, but. And they don't know how by contact or breathing, that's why they wear yeah. a mask and gloves. And, and gloves. Mm-hmm. And all the only reason James understands anything about the movie because him and this other director wrote the same short bus together. Yep. That's the only reason that he understands what's going on. Because you. Oh, I, I get it. Okay, you don't know you don't know the, what the disease is. They don't give it a name. Mm-hmm. You see the symptoms and and whatever. They don't even really clarify how you get it. It's they like yeah. it, it's like okay, do you breathe it in? Do you, is it by skin contact. contact? You know. Then it was like, is it by water? Can you drink it in? Right, because, because there was you, some implication that we were doing our studies. Mm-hmm. There's implication that the reason why water supply was so valuable is because they believe this disease has tainted the, water. the traditional water. Yeah, and supply. so you had to go through a purifying process. Right. So it was like, okay, so I get that. So they didn't figure out how to live off the grid and everything, and they and they had it all good. Um, your boy, boy, will. Comes in there looking for supplies. I can dig it. I can get it because it's post-apocalyptic pretty much. You know what I'm saying? But who goes at night? Well, I would think... I, I feel like that's smart in a, in a survivalistic type realm. Okay. Because if you travel at night... Then you get less likely to be seen. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and most people are conditioned to sleep at night. 
Right. You know what I mean? So you believe his story of not knowing that people were occupying the house? I'm torn. Be- mm-hmm. Because the movie's so vague. It, yeah. It's too vague. It's, it's super like, vague. It, well, I'll say this. We're using the term vague when we really should be using the, the layman's terms making no damn sense. <laughs> because that's what was happening. Nothing was making no damn sense. Because it's like, okay, you stumble across... And I, I, for the sake of argument, I, I dig it. Okay. You, you, you find this house, you see that it's boarded up, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, you're trying to find some supplies. Well, that's kind of maybe not so believable. But I, right. I mean, when I see something boarded up, it's locked. As like, obviously there was a person present, so it didn't yeah. just board itself up. I, I mean, but let, let's just say you would. So I, I dig it. You're trying, to, you, you're trying to get in. You're trying to see what you can find. Right. Right? Because, you know, we all scrummaging for everything. You find some old tuna cans. You know, some old spam, whatever you find, you could you won't you could take it back to your family. It all comes down to tuna can. So <laughs> Paul busts wheel upside the head. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Knocks one cock down to the tree. Make sure he doesn't have the virus, because they understand after watching Paul Paul go through it in twenty four hours. I dig it. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. This is where the movie makes sense but doesn't make sense all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Homegirl, Paul's wife, mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. we might as well. Here's a summary from Wikipedia. Kelly Paul and Rand Paul. Smooth, real smooth, Devin. But Big Brother's always watching. I, it, it just, oh, you didn't pull it up? I didn't. I didn't pull nothing up. It just, mm. it's not, it was on there. So, Paul, Paul's wife, Sarah, right, mm-hmm. was like, okay. If we let him go, he's just going to bring people back. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because they know we got some. Mm-hmm. And then we know they know we got some resources. And we know, they know we got some space. And now they know how many people are here. If you show no regard to Paul Paul, which was your father-in-law, <laughs> why did you show regard to, to yeah. Willie Boy? Because mm-hmm. Willie Boy would have just been gone. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, hey, bro. Sorry, it is what it is. I wouldn't even say sorry. I'm like, pow, and then that would have just been it. We would have, uh-huh. we would have just turned the bonfire back on, and that would have just been it. So you saying like you wouldn't even got to the conversation about the chick and no, the no, because if if you're in this time period mm-hmm. and, and it's like, and you're so worried and you're so skeptical, mm-hmm. you're taking a lot of big risks. True, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and being since uh, he did make a statement with us, we say like, a man who has a family. Is a lot dangerous, you know. Right. It is because he's got something to protect. Because any, anytime you got something to lose, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, he's gonna put some extra fight on you. Oh yeah. So there again, he was taking it was too many risks, but I did it. Okay, we we gotta we gotta give the movie some kind of content. Mm-hmm. Everybody's kumbaya and everybody gets back. So then you feel like the movie is about to take drastic change. Because mm-hmm. Sparky the dog, what was the dog's name? Stanley. Stanley, uh-huh. Stanley the dog goes ballistic. So mm-hmm. you think you're going to see something, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was definitely expecting So it. now the little black boy is starting to show the white side of him because he takes off into the woods running after the dog. <laughs> it's the only companion. I don't care. Because <laughs> in, 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 in a situation well, like this. He was half white. That's yeah. why I said the white side kicked in. Because Sparky would have been gone. And I'm like. Man, he'll find his way back. You know, that, that I mean, be. that's what his actual white side said. But <laughs> you see, but that's the thing, though. It's like he chose when he wanted to be a thug, and when he did, it's like I don't like that about his character. But I digress. So 
We watched the movie with subtitles. So you, you see that the movie says it, it was some crunching going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So something was chewing on, on, on Sparky's hindquarters. So it was like, okay. So you think you're going to see something? No. Yeah. We get back to the house. The white side continues to kick in his voice. And now he's going he's going ballistic over his dog being, mm-hmm. being gone and everything. Mm-hmm. And the dad's wife said, I kicked him up. You want me to be the bad guy? I'll be the bad guy. <laughs> that was funny to me. I don't care. That was funny to me. Stupid. So, and there again, so now he's, he's having, he's having these dreams. Oh, well, side note, mm-hmm. just something that was, that I felt like was another unnecessary moment in the um, movie was his attraction to um, the oh, wheel's wife. Kim. Kim. Yeah, yeah, Kim. You know what I mean? That was kind of weird and awkward. It was. I feel like the intention, I feel like most of the movie was kind of seen from Travis's perspective. Mm. That um, you want him to, you're you're experiencing your fear from his perspective. Mm -hmm. Not from mom or anybody else. Just like, that's why we're privy to seeing what his dreams are, really nightmares are. And I think it even boils down to like, we don't know how long they've been in this situation, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like his attachment to Stanley is because just like any teenager, because he's 17 in a movie, you want friends. You know what I'm saying? Or you want something to connect to. There's no TV. There's no Instagram. There's no high school anymore. And then you lose your only companion. And before that moment, when it came to Kim, this is your first female. She's you know, decent looking. But as a teenager, you're already like kind of hormone driven. And it's just mm-hmm. like in this current world, it's not like you won't pass somebody in the store or at school anymore because you don't leave the house. So I feel like it was just necessary to play into like his perspective of the world as it stands right now. I feel like that was why that was there. Do I feel like it was necessary? It wasn't at all. It wasn't. I feel like it could have been done with just how he was kind of awkward when they had their conversation with them both being up in the middle of the night. I don't feel like the whole pseudo fantasy that he had of her wanting to get down with him and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I don't like, know how necessary I, that was. Like, I feel like it could have been necessary if they played it played more into it right. where he got caught, like, staring and creeping around because mm-hmm. even the first night, he was uh, peeping in on them while mm-hmm. they were having sex. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, it was, I thought it was like when I was watching it because he would do that from time to time, like, just kind of peer in. And I was like, I mean, I guess this is version of TV. <laughs> <laughs> but then the other thing that got me was y'all can't hear this this heavy-ass creature walking above you. You talking about talking about Travis being? Yeah, <laughs> I mean this is his house, so they probably don't know anything different from the creek and house and him being up there. Right, because you don't know the difference between creeks and footsteps. I, but I digress. <laughs> I digress. So then we get to to, to the miraculous night. Mm-hmm. He's up being a creeper again because mm-hmm. he can't sleep. You hear the baby coughing and breathing all over here. Yeah, that was. That was a moment I wouldn't have touched that child. Right. Because with all the precautions going on in this world, I've been like, hold on, player. Something ain't right. Right. Why are you here? And why, but why are you breathing like this? Mm-hmm. I would have I would have got the parents. He sounded sick. I mean, he sounded like a feverish child, and which so, in a normal context, it's just like, oh, it's a baby with a fever. But in this world where sickness is like death. So that was that. Mm-hmm. Then you see the door open and you wake everybody up. Bring the alarms, okay? Mm-hmm. I can dig it. And then you see Stanley half bit again. Implying. 
implying something was out there, but you yeah. don't see the creature. Well, even in his dream, you remember, because he always has a nightmare after every instance. Yeah. And then even in the nightmare, you see him like respond terrified. You're hearing crunching. He's, I don't know if it's like he's manifesting. The yeah. And we're like, okay, we're eventually going to see what he's manifesting in his mind. We never do. Like, that is extremely disappointing. <laughs> see, um, my, my interpretation of everything is they have no idea what's going on beyond the doors. Mm-hmm. And his dreams is supposed to let us in on his fears of what could be, you know, right. what may be, what could happen, mm-hmm. you know. So a lot of things that happen is, is like uh, we see, like, he, like he's reacting based on his nightmares mm-hmm. and like, oh, this could be what I've been feeling all, all along, right now. You know, so in a way, I could dig it. Right. But the reason why I'm disappointed by all of that is I was thinking that there was something out there. Yeah. Because, you know, how the dog show up. Right. You know. Right. And then we heard noise. So even if it was a limping dog, it wasn't going well, to make how, a lot of how, how, how all of a sudden the dog limped from the middle of the woods, the end of the woods, back to the house, just to lay there on its side? And, 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 and be and, bled. Yeah. And get inside the house, you know, like... like they never made reference to a doggy hole, you know. Right, you know. So, yeah, because it's it was a door. You see that it's an outside door, yeah. and then a door to the red door to that main room. So it does beg it. I and I thought that was going to lead up to something like you know all this time he's been lying about having like another team out there, and the team's like, or there's another force to be intimidated by because like another unnecessary but I guess necessary thing was like the two men that he killed. Uh-huh. Um, in the forest and en route to getting Will's family. <laughs> because I feel like that implied that there's other people out there. And I do believe that if it wasn't this creature that we've all were anticipating, there was people. And I would have sent the message like, you know, in your damn dog too, like the Wicked Witch, because it's like he pursued something. Mm-hmm. We, we forget that things aren't being implied, not simply because we want the creature to be there, but like the movie implies that there's something there. What was he barking at that he had to pursue? Yeah. What damaged him to bring him back home what was making all the noise how did he get into the door like so much of this was like was it a demon was it a person what was it because he did not bring himself back even the mm-hmm. body the brief flashing that they showed of his body it was like he was pulling out already yeah it's not like he limped in because there's no driplets leading up to his body it was pulling out away from his body like he was dropped off now so we got the dog so the dog is back and now we have the whole separation of the families. Mm-hmm. And that's when eavesdropper, the ear hustler, <laughs> uses his special ability, being nosy. And, mm-hmm. and hey, hey, mom and dad, the, the baby's sick and he let the people in and, and you might want to go way. check this house. Right. Mm-hmm. So now Paul and Sarah, very generic names, but Paul and Sarah mm-hmm. go there to confront Will, Will and Kim. Very generic. So, this is another part where I get disappointed. Because now they're having the standoff uh-huh. in the stairwell with the guns ablazing and everything. Uh-huh. Will got a gun on Paul, and then Sarah got a gun on Will. <laughs> and I'm like, you should have just blew his brains out right then and there. Yeah, because Will is going in on Paul. Uh-huh. I mean, like, stop. Stop. I mean, it's dusting him off. And I'm all like, so that so that also shows the dysfunction between, no. well, w- between Paul 
and Sarah. Yeah, I thought the movie implied that as well. It did, because mm-hmm. when he tried to get his boogie on, and, and they were trying to get their groove on, mm-hmm. you know. Very generic. Very generic, but mm-hmm. she was looking at him like. Why are you touching me? If you don't get your. Why? Yeah, it, I, I like that particular moment of parallel. Like, okay, their nighttime versus their nighttime. Mm-hmm. It's like, even though, like, she, um, in Kim and Will's case, she, like, talks about how he sinks, but they're all bundled up and. Once they take their bath and they, you know, get down and that's entertainment for Travis for the night. Then you fast forward to Will and Sarah and it's just like, Sarah's got her book. You know, like, it's the post box. I think it's this apocalyptic time and you reading a book. I was like, I feel like this would be the best time to get down. I was like, fuck it, you know? And he goes to snuggle on her and she's just like, this is weird. Like, she doesn't say it, but that's like her, what her, her body language says and it just shows a level of dysfunction. They should have been building up you know, a partnership because honestly, that's would have been a better key to their survival for them to peep, even peep what's going on with their family. It's like, what's going on with our son? How do neither one of y'all know that he's having nightmares to the point where he's not going to sleep? Yeah. So we get to this standoff, and then, so like James implied, Paul gets the brakes beat off of him <laughs> before he gets escorted out mm-hmm. of a room that's in his damn house. That part. And so now they got this stand on. Now everybody's outside. Uh-huh. This is when he gets real. Because Will, yeah, yeah, Will. Will tries to get gangster mm-hmm. and fight back. And then um, that's when Paul um, shoots my man in the back. No, what did no, Sarah, Sarah shot him in the back. Finally, because um, Will was yeah, on, finally. Like, Will was on, Will was on top of him. Um, Dusting him off. I remember he was punching him or he was a rock or something. Um, no, he, I think he was bashing him down. Yeah, he was oh, yeah. bashing him down. Because I feel like Will more than Paul, like Paul was very stuck into his rules. Will was about that survival life by any means necessary. It was apparent in whatever he had to finesse as far as what he mm-hmm. had to say, what he had to do, what he had to barter. And even in that moment, he was like, to get me and my family, he was like, we'll take our chances in this forest, but we can't have you on our back. I'm going to bash his head in. But... Then all of a sudden, Sarah wants to come to the rescue and, well, and, and kill Will. That's because Sarah has been wanting Paul to get his ass whooped for so long. <laughs> <laughs> and How she want that? And she's just been like, you know what? My dreams finally came true. You're going to take at least one more, maybe seven. Seven more? Go, yeah, it's just, one to seven more. You want to maybe then. 19 now, because it was a minute. It was a minute. Yeah. I mean, enough time for for um for Kim and you know Andy to, to get, get um, to get a little bit of ways. So you shoot him in the back, and then now Kim and Andy they trying to make it all through the woods, and now Paul goes to get gangster. Right? He grabs the gun, aims, and kapaya. You see both bodies fall. The baby and. And, and Kim, but Kim pops up. You killed my baby. <laughs> Only he can laugh at this. Like what in the world? Oh, but so yeah, what he's trying to say through all his little giggles is that Paul got bucked and shot at at Kim, and she's holding Andrew because it, this is the conflict. We never see if Andrew's necklace is sick. It's all implied, mm-hmm. but she's keeping him in tow. She's up the hill a ways. Paul takes the shot with the intent to kill Kim. 
and we see, like he said, both bodies go down. She gets up. She's screaming. You think from in pain of being shot, but no, it's because he actually hit Andrew, the baby. And so she was like, well, you might as well kill me because you'll kill my baby and you'll and kill pop. my man. And <laughs> sure up. enough. You got to get it right. He looked at her and, and like he gave her that eye. Like, Bib, bye. Hi. <laughs> and yes, and so at that point, what what one can kind of agree was kind of necessary of like you do, once you had let them in your home and now they about to scurry off, they are a threat. Like even with them leaving, they were kind of a threat because you don't know when they're going to come back, who they're going to come back with. The problem is it was kind of too little too late because everybody's sick now. Mm. I mean, that was the the ultimate demise of everybody. And then you get to the <laughs> get to her shattering him where Ear Hustler is on his deathbed and his mama's telling him just go ahead and let it go. Let go and ain't no need to fight no more. Which uh, echoes the, uh, the first scene where he's the same thing for her dad, yeah. But Paul, one Paul. major difference, mm-hmm. which I didn't catch on to until later. Me too. What? Well, so you know, in the beginning, when she let her father go and she's saying, Just let go, dad, you know, your fight's over that whole spiel, she was fully gloved up and masked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end, we see her say that to her son. That's why I thought it was an illusion at first or a hallucination. She was unmasked when she was telling him to go ahead and let go. When he woke up to seeing himself with the, I guess, the telltale lesions on his hands and kind of looking sickly in the face, she was like, go ahead and let go. We never see them execute him, but it's implied because that's exactly what she said before they yeah. took out his father. I don't know if they execute him. He probably just passed off. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure knowing, knowing, knowing um, Paul. And then you also consider like how their bodies looked. Um, and that final scene when they were sitting at a the table, they weren't like pulled together. She was pulled together when she was talking to Travis. And then um, at that end where they were just kind of staring at each other waiting for death, I mean, they're both covered in blood and dirt as well. Yeah. So I believe they took the at least the time to kind of clean up everything. Yeah. But I mean, again, there's a lot of implications, not a lot actually said. I almost could probably fill up like maybe 20 minutes with all the dialect that actually happened <laughs> in that film. That was almost two hours. For no damn <laughs> reason. <sighs> See, like, my big issue is the, the trailer makes it seem seem as if there's something that, that's outside mm-hmm. that comes at night. Yeah. You know? I mean, the title says that. Mm-hmm. The door says that. Seeing Grandpa, you know, it, via Travis's dreams, but you don't know that in the trailer. All that would imply, oh, something, something's yeah. coming. You know, and I mean, I do get where it was going. You know, it's it's fear, like it's, fear is what comes at night. Fear, yeah, what it's the, it's the fear that as it comes. You know, and it's just see, I think it would look better uh-huh. if it was told from Will's and Kim's perspective. Mm-hmm. I feel like it wouldn't have been any scarier or. I don't know because I feel like without Travis's dreams, it doesn't build on the paranoia and that deeper level of like true fear. I think they're afraid like, what can I do to protect my household? Can we stick to these rules? But I feel like ultimately it probably would have been even more mundane if it was from their perspective, honestly. Like, um, I feel like um, if, if it was told from uh, where Kim's, because like as he was 
telling them where it came from. They came from the city. So, oh, you're talking about Will and Kim. I'm thinking Paul and Sarah. Yeah. Okay. Will and Kim came from the city. Right. You know, so supposedly. Yeah, with the outbreak. Uh, yes, he supposedly, they supposedly came from the city where the outbreak happened mm-hmm. and throughout the whole journey. So I'm we, getting to this point. So with them, we could get what's mm-hmm. going on, you know, and the fear of trying to escape, you know, whatnot. Versus yeah. having a family up in. Wherever. Outside of the world, mm-hmm. you know, and you just sitting there waiting, you know, trying to survive on your own from something you have no idea what's out there. I feel like even they play into the vagueness because he's not really consistent with where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yes, he was telling the truth about the animals, but you know, he originally told Paul that, like, I escaped by going to my brother's house when my brother's dead. And then later in conversation, he's like, yeah, I'm an only child. And he's like, I thought you said you escaped to your brother's house. And then I forgot what the other thing was that left like a hole in their story. Or like when they did get attacked by those men and he seemed, you know, kind of remorseful or shocked that he took that man out. Yeah. It's like, you know, one theory is just like, yo, he really can go from everything's cool to not cool, which is scary enough on its own because you're kind of putting your life in his hands. But then also it kind of implied maybe he did know them. But it never sticks to it. So it. I feel like the only thing that was coming at night was Kim and Will. <laughs> and because that. <laughs> that, that That was the only that was the only highlight of the nighttime, other than my man having these these weird premonition and vision. Because I can't call them dreams because it seemed like he was dreaming about um. What's, what's your own? Um, it's like he had a dream about Will. He did have a dream about Will before, before he even seen him. Before he seen him. Yeah, that was interesting. So that, that's why I was thinking that, like, okay, maybe it's some spookified force that we don't see, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's making all this happen. I thought he was sick from Jump, actually. Like, until he explained the whole, it's a 24-hour process. Yeah, sick in the head. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. I thought he was sick. So, like, um, The Walking Dead, which is a TV show, if you never heard of it, they mm-hmm. had this one character in the very first season. It was an older gentleman. When he got bit, he talked about how he could hear, um, what did he say? He could hear, like, the voices of, I think, other things. Or he can hear, like, the scratching, like, the desire to kind of, like, go for stuff. Like, he went through episodes of, like, um, hallucinations leading up to the disease kind of taking over and he becoming like a walker. And so it kind of mirrored that to me. Like when they he got sick, he would f- see flashes of like the flesh eating and maybe he was actually just having a fear of what he had seen, but it doesn't really explain that. And I thought that's what was going on with him. It was like, oh, he's been sick since his, his grandfather died. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's just kind of having these feverish hallucinations of seeing other people sick and then yeah, true, because, like, we never get to learn how Grandpa got sick. That's true. You know, and if he was sick, like... How did he, they get sick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. How long was he around them? Because if it takes 24 hours, then what, what part of the day led to him getting sick? And, I mean, 24 hours is not a lot of time to progress to the point where you're vomiting blood and developing lesions. True. So, so, so I guess it must be a, a fast-acting... Virus, you know. 
or like a lot of viruses like the cold, not scare anybody with, you know, Corona going about, but more than likely when you start showing symptoms, you've already actually, you were affected three to five days prior to, uh, they tell you that all the time. It's like, if you, oh yeah, I was out this weekend. That's probably why I'm sneezing on Monday. It's like, no, it probably was like Thursday or Friday that you actually came across somebody who was ill and now you're just showing symptoms. I would believe, you know, from a medical standpoint, that that's more likely the case and that they benefit. But at that point, I mean, they've been living like weeks or whatever, so it's less likely the case. Like, and one thing I saw was, I, I felt like kind of um, a little inconsistent mm-hmm. is you know, when they never do come outside, you know, they all are you know, they're in the gloves and the mask on. Mm-hmm. But there were times where they would take the mask off. Right. If you don't know, how the disease spreads why we take your mask off i think you're right it means definitely inconsistent and they probably feel like oh i'm in the safe zone you know there's nothing sick around me so as long as i stay suited up or whatever i'm good but if there's nobody around me then i should be good also i guess i don't know (laughs) (laughs) this whole movie was a waste of a budget The people that they should be shooting with a muff with, with the pillow to muffle up the sound mm-hmm. is the director of this movie. Dagger. Is is the writer of this movie. Dagger. And 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 whoever whoever thought this was gonna be a, a a blockbuster, because this was ass. I do wonder, I don't remember any buzz after it came out. You know, either people love or hate stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it does get uh, like it does have good reviews, though. It has good reviews? Yes. Probably the same people that reviewed the Titanic reviewed this and thought it was good. Stupid. He's so stupid. <laughs> I this movie was I would have to. I would love to like read the reviews and see like mm-hmm. what people liked about it. Because if you're just the type of person who like, likes building up paranoia with no payoff, then I guess it is a good movie. I need something. Just I, Even if it's just one final shot at the end, I would take that over nothing. The people that like this movie probably eat cheese sandwiches without <laughs> crust. Wow. You know? Straight up cheese, no condiments. You know, their favorite drink is milk. You know? You, you, We're spending a lot of milk drinkers. Like, I, I don't care. Like cow's milk? Yeah, like cow's milk. I mean, it's... <laughs> How can you write something good about this? It's like there was nothing good about this. It was like there, there was there was no eye appealing eye candy to make you want to like continuously watch the film. It was some generic Joe Smo looking. I, I was gonna say something, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm not gonna say that. I'll say it after the podcast. There you go. It's about me. No, no. It's about the film. No. It was about something that, that it was something that you said. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now you're thinking about it. <laughs> I think I should unplug his mic. But anyway, <laughs> no, there was there was nothing to really anchor you into the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like it was kind of slow too. So slow. I told him mid movie. I was like, I already like. The Asian film that we had to watch with subtitles better than this. Well, that was that was because it was a good movie. It was a good movie, but I was saying the reason why I said that is we was at least an hour in, and I have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like okay, we're following the family. They killed the granddaddy. Okay, cool. 
there's a red door, it stays locked, okay, cool. Homeboy has nightmares, kind of sleepwalks, okay, cool. We're an hour in, what, what yeah. is going on? Like, oh, I was grateful for the, the moment of conflict that Will's character brought, because you do wonder, like, was he trustworthy? Because he was kind of suited up, you know, in his own way, and blah, 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 and is he telling me the truth? And then they go on that trail, and it's like, I feel like it was a buildup. It's like, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Hit, hit, nah. Yeah. And then, then the fact though, it jumps from after after they kill the two guys to them coming back with Kim and Andrew. Yeah, we don't see and half Noah's art with the chickens and the goat. Yeah. yeah, I mean they said they had that, and you don't get an understanding of how and, and you know if he said he was traveling because they drove there, and he but he originally walked from where they were, like. He ain't hit nothing along the way. Where are they? Are they in Virginia, North Carolina? Like, yeah, a lot of vagueness. This movie is the equivalent of you feeling like you're going to strike lucky at the end of the night. <laughs> For seven days straight, you're trying to strike lucky. And each day, she say she has a period. And so, like, so you can never get to no conclusion. Well, I mean, because it's due west. Yeah, and then it goes on for another seventeen. Uh, so then it's like, so now <laughs> we at twenty four days. <laughs> yeah, that's a, just keep going. Yeah, it just keeps going. It's like it's almost there. It's like it's almost there. Oh no, nah, you, you can't get it. You can't get it. And then, then, then when you look at the reviews that we've seen, then it's like the directors are like, oh maybe, maybe it was a creature. Maybe it wasn't a creature. Maybe you need to sit your ass down. <laughs> Maybe maybe you need to go back and direct yeah, I saw that. You know, it, it's like maybe, maybe. I don't like that. I love a good maybe if there's enough to kind of fuel it. Mm-hmm. It was more like maybe like I, I don't think you finished it. Like something was missing and you knew it and you're just like, no, it's fine. Nobody yeah. knows. Because you could throw anything into this movie and it could work. You it could really could have. It was like, that level of ambiguous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it felt like they wanted to. He, he wanted to create a ambiguous, fear-driven movie, mm-hmm. but you don't got nothing to fear. But but forgot, you know, to close story, right? Because like we go back to the dog, like mm-hmm. okay, how the dog got there, right? What was the purpose of killing the dog or having the dog being drawn out for one? Because mm-hmm. the dog he didn't even bark at um, Will and them. Like, no. Okay, so it's like true. This is something truly ominous from the dog's perspective. And I mean, the dog can sense, you know, bad characters in a person, but dogs can also sense danger. You know what I'm saying? So what was so ominous to make him break character? He seemed like an otherwise tame dog. He seemed like an older dog. He had little scragglies going on, you know what I'm saying? And he ran like hellfire after whatever it was in the forest and didn't come back for hours. Well, no. To go from full-fledged, I'm about that life bark mm-hmm. to nothing. Yeah. It was like, it was like straight DMAs. Arf, arf. Arf, 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 and then I was like, oh, what if this thing is like invisible or camouflage? I, I kept staring between the trees thinking like, I'm going to see something, a figure, anything, nothing. Which is cool if eventually something is revealed. Yeah. 
but it was nothing. This movie was ass. It was it was a tough one. It was definitely but this was a waste of space on Netflix. I'm pretty sure there's something else that 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 could buy for this position. <laughs> you know, I have to say Sharknado is way better than this. I cannot. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm for the sorry. Record, we haven't seen Sharknado. He is doing that completely objectively. And please don't make me watch Sharknado. Please don't. We're not going to do that to ourselves. I mean, we watched this. We didn't know this was going to be this bad. Yeah. This was terrible. There's a difference, you know. <laughs> we know Sharknado could be wrong. <laughs> There's no good that can come of that. I mean, this movie was... You know, it's funny. We're giving Sharknado a hard time, but we did watch Deep Blue Sea, and I thought that was kind of hilarious. Deep Blue Sea had Ella Fuja, Uncle Ella, and um, Uncle Sam. The shark just came out and just... Yeah. That was cold, though. That's that, hilarious. That was cold. <laughs> that effect was awful, though. And then the effect was awful. I think mean, you got to consider the time. What is that, early 2000? Yeah, so it was the best they could do at that right. time. Right, like now I we can see it clear as day. Well, Jurassic Park was um, 90, what, 8, 96? And but they used good imp- and they implied a lot of stuff and they used animatronics so there was less yeah, yeah. need for computer graphics so it was more effective. Yeah, that T-Rex was, you know, was, I didn't yeah. even say that. Does Jurassic Park count as horror? Mm-hmm. So that was one of the yeah. few movies that had me shook as a kid. I remember, I don't know what, it didn't make no sense. I believe that the on T-Rex was coming down my hallway and had me shook. I couldn't sleep good. <laughs> now, it was some raptors that got me. The raptors, no. you know what? I found the raptors more laughable than scary, but uh, yeah. No, I found T Rex laughable. You found T Rex laughable? Yeah, because when he threw man off the toilet and then <laughs> just chucked him up in the air. Yeah. You know, it was messed up, but I mean, it was deserving of the character. It was a little ink thrown one that, that killed the big man. Yeah. That was both funny and scary because I'm like, you really can't do nothing. Like, once you can't see, you screwed, right? Yeah, that's that's a big fear of mine. I don't like having soap in my eyeballs, none of that. So when, no. when he got attacked, I felt for him. <laughs> But yeah. Like I said, I feel like someone could redo it. Please change the name because it just don't make no sense. And give us something to be afraid of other than implied fear. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm grown. I'm going to need a little bit more than that. Yeah. Just a little bit. Because, like, even I felt like the actor was, was and, you know, like. I liked Will and Kim. Yeah. I felt like they were genuine. They probably just met on set, but they gave the energy like, you know, this is my bae for real, and we enjoy ourselves. I feel like there was a stark energy from really opening the scene when it came to Paul and Sarah's character. Yeah, yeah Kim, um, Kim and Will, they, they had that old, like, early 2000s, late 90s white boy song kind of love, like, <laughs> come my lady, come, come my lady, be my butterfly. Shoot. You know, that's, that's pretty actually provocative. And I mean, they were getting down, so it was like, oh, 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 sugar, sugar, how'd you get so high? <laughs> <laughs> you know, baby bash out the joker, cut the check, baby bash. But anyway, it was like I feel like I feel like there was little chemistry. Yeah, you know? it was it was good chemistry between them. No, I mean, like the others, like as as a whole. Oh yeah, I mean, even the mother son relationship, I felt was very like. Like, they looked alike. I felt like casting-wise, from an appearance that I would have believed that, you know, that was her child. Um, I don't believe that her and her husband were one married for no. one aspect or I, that they created Travis's character. I feel like that was hard to digest. Them. Yeah. And then, you know. 
and he was like, yeah, we'll work it out together. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, like, you have something like Cinderella with Brandy in it. Like, she had an Asian dad and a black mom in that film. And it was totally fine. Like, the, the way that they vibed, nobody questioned that, how Brandy came out with an Asian daddy. But in this film, even though they look favorable, there was just a lack of chemistry mm-hmm. that was believable. And this is in a horror film where it's like, it's just a few of them. I mean, the total cast is like seven people. So it's like, you got to be able to deliver that energy and not this like, okay, this is a family under duress and not some people who are just kind of living in the house together. Yeah. But what will be, well, what's your final thoughts of the movie? I mean, I'm pretty sure I, I, we all know Devin's final thoughts. I'm going to give my final thoughts. Go ahead, Stan. As he said it, it was ass. I, I, I was just overall just disappointed, man. Like, I feel like it had potential. I feel like someone could cut some of those scenes and put it in something better. I feel like there's a whole lot of unnecessary drama that, like, I know you're going to ask at the end, like, how much I would pay for it. Just know for a fact, there's very few dramas that I would be like, hey, babe, let's go to the movies and spend some money on. I want to be thrilled or, or scared. And I felt like it didn't really de- deliver on any of that. My final thoughts on this movie, the three of us sitting at this table right here could have made something way better with a third of the budget. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about this movie. I feel like this movie is ass. It's just, and, and not even. I feel like it's unwiped ass. It's just, it, ass. yeah, it, it, it's just that, that is tough. bad. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just ass. That's tough. Is it fresh or like you know? No, nah, this is stale. You know, stale. This is stale. Like you know, this is this, this, this is like the dookie didn't crust it up so now. <laughs> You gotta get a crowbar to spread the cheeks apart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This, this is this is this is that that you know you you can't find enough wet ones and toilet paper. You gotta take a shower after this one. Wow. You know what I'm saying? You gotta hop straight in the bathtub and go here and rinse this one off. This this is ass. This is this is purity. You know what I'm saying? Grade F. Like fundamentally unwashed ass. This, fundamentally unwashed. This is terrible. Yeah, like I, I feel like if this movie was advertised a little differently, mm-hmm. I may, um, I may have different opinions about the movie. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was some elements of it that I understood and I liked, but being since like it sort it sort itself as just something out there to be afraid of. Yeah, like it's like. My whole, my whole, um, like I was expecting something to come, you know, and being since I went in thinking that, like, uh. you know, and, and honestly, James, to to your agreeance and and defense at the same time is like even if you didn't, because like I couldn't remember the trailer. I was attempted to watch the trailer before we watched the film, mm-hmm. but we didn't. We went straight in. You know, Dev is my witness. And I feel like the movie itself, even if you hadn't seen the trailer, kind of creates this thing like you're expecting something. True. To start off with his body, and then the kind of you, the flash to Travis's, you know, nightmare of seeing his grandfather like rise up and throw up the blood dramatically. It's like, oh, they, you know, maybe he comes back out the mm-hmm. grave. You know, all of, I feel like it's all implied. So even if you hadn't seen the trailer, you'd still be disappointed. Yeah, it should have been advertised as a horror movie with no horror. 
<laughs> a thriller movie with no thrill. <laughs> it comes at night. Cause like I feel like they was trying to uh, paint the whole. It's fear to be afraid of fear. It's, it's fear. It's fear. But they executed it wrong. You know. But but that's the thing about fear. Mm-hmm. Even unknown fear has a manifestation of some sort. It's like nobody is afraid of something that doesn't have a manifestation, a manifested form. Mm-hmm. It's like if I used to be scared to cross the street, mm-hmm. right? Without looking both ways. Reason being is because people have been ran over. Right. Have I ever seen anybody ran over? No. But you know it's a possibility. But I know it's a possibility. Right. So I, I, you're afraid of something being in your closet at night or under the bed because you don't. You don't understand nighttime to a degree when mm-hmm. you're young, and things manifest because at night you you see things, and it's a known thing. You know what I mean? And and things manifest, and at nighttime that's the time when you sleep, mm-hmm. and when you sleep, your mind gets away from you, and mm-hmm. manifestations can come in your dreams. So I got the division part. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, usually with films, they have dreams. The dreams manifest themselves in some facet or form, there's a connection. Mm-hmm. There's a connection. And so, to be serious about this, I know I keep saying that as ass, but it's because it is, but it's like, it's, it's, it's because the thing is, you have to have something mm-hmm. to attach the fear to. Right. You have to have something, just like, just like if it was a comedy, you have to have something to attach a laugh to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, it's it's all right. Jokes is you have a setup, then you have a punchline. Right. You have to have enough setup. And execution. And then you have to have an execution to deliver the punch. Right. They had setups, but they had multiple setups. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't deliver a punch on any end. It's like even even the fear of the unknown is like that. That's the setup. Mm-hmm. It's like you fear the unknown. So then. Usually, a, a film that has the unknown as the factor mm-hmm. gets to a point where you know what is unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you either know a source, or you know what's giving it, or you it, it is like there is something, and this film right here gives you nothing. a whole lot of nothing. I mean, not not just a piece, not a quarter. It gives you about a thousand pounds of nothing. Yeah. It's like okay, the disease. You get sick and you die. Okay? Where did the disease come from? That's not important. Okay? Is there a cure for the disease? That's not important. Okay? Well, how do you contract the disease? Through touch. Okay, so is it just... So somebody with the disease has to touch you? Then then randomly at some point they say, oh, animals can get it too. Yeah. And it was just just thrown out there. You know, it was like... It was, it was kind of like, by the way, and, and it's like, it's like, Which don't make sense, it doesn't make sense. You have chickens. Right. Also. Right. That are just living You wildly. have chickens. Yeah, and they're fine. But the thing is, though, there again, how did the dog catch the disease? Right. So it caught the disease from whatever bit into his ass. It was like, so what bit into his ass that has the disease yeah. that can have the disease but live long enough? To have enough strength to bite something. Right. You dig what I'm saying? Because that's yeah, because the disease is supposed to be fatal. Is that right? It's, it, it's supposed to deteriorate. It's supposed to weaken you. 
Right. Right? Because Pawpaw didn't look good at all. He did not. Pawpaw was on his neck. Pawpaw was... He was, he was knocking on death. That's door. why I was shocked when they said it's 24 hours. I'm like, he looks like he's been sick for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, so this is why it does nothing makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, so you have so many factors and you and they all lead to these doors where it's like, but you open the doors and there is nothing there. That's why I say that this film is trash and ass because there again, because it's like, it takes you on a journey that goes around in a circle and then nowhere. So that's creepy. That's that's my beef. Mm. It's like all the potential in the world. Because mm-hmm. you could throw out anything. You really? Had, I mean, we were at, we were just so chomping at you the You could have had aliens. <laughs> it really could have been. You could have had a demon. You could have had a you could have had a a, a a butt naked orangutan with antlers. You could have well-oiled midgets with the coronavirus. I got a question. Um, right. When is a, a ch- orangutan dressed? Mm. Good question. I'm going to leave that answer vague like this movie. <laughs> and you figure it out. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Are we? That's exactly mm. what I'm going to do. See, now, now you see how I feel in this whole thing. <laughs> it's like, it could have been anything. It's like, it's because you, when you leave, As an artist, I feel like leaving open interpretation is okay. Mm. As long as your open interpretation has direction. Right. Mm. Just a little direction. But have enough so you can kind of like, everybody can kind of get something similar Mm -hmm. out out of it. It's like um, in the Inception, in the movie, the um, spinning top wobbles Mm. and cuts. The movie gives you enough information where you can debate whether you think he's still in the dreaming, yeah. or he's actually made it out. You know, right? Yeah. Like you said, there's direction. It's direction, and and it leaves you with something. So, I mean, and that's and that's and that space is the is the potential for spinoffs, the potential for a sequel or a prequel for that matter. And and it's like, but this gives you nothing. Yeah, it's like you sit there and you waste this time, and it's like. I could have been doing anything else <laughs> for two hours that y'all jokes stood for me. Yeah, we were, yeah, it was quite disappointing. I yeah. mean, I feel like that's the, the sum of it. It's just like, even, because I feel like it it looked nice. You know what I'm saying? It really it looked nice. And I think that made it more disappointing. It was like, you had all the ingredients. It was like, you almost made a chocolate cake. It's just, you forgot the egg, and now you got like this weird cookie mask mm-hmm. in, a, in a pan. And it's like, this should be good, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not. I was um, pulling up this movie that it makes me think of called Don't Blink. I don't know if you've seen it. No. It comes off very much your generic cabin in the woods, be concerned type thing. Mm-hmm. And people just disappear. It implies it might be a demon or an alien. Absolutely no delivery. And even the main character herself just disappears. And then that's it. Oh, I do remember this movie. You seen that? Yeah, because it's like because literally, if you blink, you could disappear. Yeah, and there was like a moment where it was like the last three survivors was like, "Just don't blink," and she's like, "I'm just gonna go to sleep now," and she disappeared right before their eyes. No explanation, none at all. Sorry, y'all. Don't ever watch Don't Blink unless you're just into the same kind of disappointment that this movie. Has. <laughs> just no explanation. I don't know. There's got to be a category of this of just unexplained bullshit is a category for horror because that's what we've kind of led it to. 
So, rating this movie mm-hmm. on a scale to from one to fifteen dollars, uh-huh. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. or you, you choose to give it a refund. Well, how much will you go pay to see this movie? I definitely want my money back. I paid for us to watch this movie. I want my money back. I paid to whip the director's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I paid fifteen dollars for that. <laughs> I give him a smooth dub. <laughs> I need twenty minutes just to whoop your ass, get you on the right track. Nah, give me, give me my money back, and, and don't just give me the money back for the movie. Give me, give me my money back for my snacks. <laughs> I get the money back from my gas money. That it took to get the money. And and then and yeah, and and, and and since I watched this on Netflix, I should get a month free. <laughs> because that's how bad it just was. So uh, I'll give it a five seventy five because I would feel like like this is not the worst movie I seen. Well you know. Uh what's the worst movie you seen? Well, on, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh man, there's towel, there's uh, set it up, there's last Christmas. Oh, last is Christmas is that the one with with Chris Brown in it? Nah, oh. uh, it, it's with uh, I'm good. Um, matter of fact, it's the chicken game with those chicken plays on Daenerys. Oh, I don't. I'm one of the few people in the world who've never seen Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, welcome to our yeah. podcast. You know, it's like another scene that comes at night. Yeah, that part. <laughs> you know what the worst movie I've seen we haven't done on the podcast, but as far as horror films go, I think it's called A Cabin or The Last Cabin in the Woods or something like that. And I think mm. it's intentionally a parody, but it's also awful. Mm. It, it, didn't, didn't you watch it with me? I don't know. Anyways, it was really, really bad. Really, really bad. <laughs> mm. Well, well, the cabin in the woods is pretty good though. Cabin in the woods, that's got the dude from Boy Meets World in it. Sean. I don't know his real name. And it's like it's like a flesh eating virus that they have. Nah. Oh wait, no, that's, that's cabin, cabin fever. fever. Oh, okay. Um, cabin Cabin in the Woods is uh it has a Chris Hem uh, Chris Hemsworth. Okay. Thor, um, for those who don't know. Odin, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. And um it's actually is a whole comedy. And it's um, it acts like a parody, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty much it's this secret organization who turns out monsters. Yes. Okay, then we're talking about the same thing. So, Captain, I thought it was horrible. <laughs> I think it's funny, but I thought it was horrible. I was expecting it to be like scary, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, because um, it actually plays on a lot of Everything those tropes, right? The, you know, yeah, because they had the with the mermaid who she was actually carnivorous and Bigfoot, and they had like an ode to the shining with like blood coming down the hallways and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah that was that was interesting. This movie paid. This movie reminded me of standing in the corner. This was time out. <laughs> Oh and you stood the corner a whole lot. I, I, stood, I stood in a mini a corner. I done stood in some good corners. I got some good sleep standing up. Yeah, you know, you put your, you lean your forehead against that wall, but you can't lean too hard because you get the imprint on your forehead. So you got to hunch your shoulders forward so you can get that tripod effect. So you get that, your forehead and your shoulders. The science of surviving the corner. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'd have been in a mini a corner. I'd have been in a mini a corner. I'd have been on many a timeout, you know. Oh, with those corners. Huh? (laughs) 
Not well, so what you trying to imply? Well, you did say that you're an adult entertainer. Yeah. So one could argue. Mm-hmm. They just hating on me. It could be steady. I don't know. Everybody got a humble start, Dad. We're not hating. I mean, you go from Matilda. Wow. I don't know what that means, but there you go. Yeah. Definitely know what that means. <laughs> Anyways. Oh my God. <laughs> that would do it. That would do it for today's podcast. Uh, as always, you know, subscribe to the channel. You can like the video, share it, and also you can comment down below. Yes, giving give, give us your thoughts and opinions on the movie, whether you liked it or not. Um and also, you can go and subscribe to Green Cloud Films. It should be, I can put it, it could be up here somewhere, you know. <laughs> he don't know his left from his right. Lord have mercy. Look at the pride in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uncensored. Oh, I can't wait for uncensored. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't. I cannot wait. And me neither. Me neither. <laughs> For those who don't know, we have been contemplating on doing our own podcast. It, it has yeah. been requested. Yes. It has been requested because 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 uh, Social Media America has reached out and said, you know, we we want we want the the take the. The baby gloves are off the board, big day of comedy. The baby gloves, you know, and so you know, so we can get straight or raw. You know what I'm saying? You know, pop condom, no condom. Wait, what? You no know, homo. child support no raw. Homo. You know pause. what I mean? No homo. Pause. pause. And I pause. Um, stop. You know, yield. Whatever. Pineapples. Pineapples. Yeah, safe word. <laughs> <laughs> My safe word is super califragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, social media barriers said they want they want a real podcast. So you got a couple podcasts in the making. You got the uncensored podcast, and then you got a couple of questions on the couples podcast. That's that's silently being worked on between me and the one with all the hair over there. Cause your boy ball here like full moonshine over here, baby. Like a full moonshine. Mm. Oh, 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 I'm talking you. Oh. <laughs> Look right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, you, you might want to take this clip and put it at the end, at the beginning, the one, cause I, so I'm up there shaving my head in the shower, right? Mm. And so I'm having a moment, a, a realization. It's like, you, you know, you bald when you, when you start appreciating that, like you can start feeling like. Uh, uh, the the follicles falling off, so you got less head to shave. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're like, damn, I ain't okay. Okay, we're getting there because it's almost all gone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, you know what I mean. It, it, it saves a little bit of time. You know, I haven't used that point yet. Get mad, listen. It, it's at the beginning, you, you you try to hold on, and at the end, you like, man, let it go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so. You just be like, you be like, I don't want hair anymore. Man, I'm telling you, once your boy Big Dad get 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 good, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a transplant, and I'm gonna get me a transplant of like some some of that Brazilian yaki straight straight to the follicle. That that joke is gonna be silky, boy. I tell you, I'm gonna be throwing whoosh, yeah. new hair. Whoosh, who did? Yeah, like an herbal <laughs> commercial. I'm telling you, boy.
Well, I'm telling you, man, I'm going to have that whole Troy Palomalu thing going on. Okay. Herbal mm-hmm. Essence, cut the check. Cut the check. You know what I'm saying? Hey, they show us you all can cut the check now because, you know, scouts get dangerous. That's right. You know, bald heads get dangerous, and, and, and this beard just don't don't smell like mint leaves. You know what I'm saying? Just because I'm born this way. You know, it tastes <laughs> weird. Mint leaves. Yeah, but that said, you know, you can hit us up on our social medias. The link of our pages will be in the description below. Mm-hmm. You know, so follow us, hit us up, subscribe, you know, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, besides this guy, you know, you don't get to, you know, hit him up, you know. Whatever. So go ahead and tell them where they can find you. Man. All right. So you can find me on Instagram. Um, just look up hashtag top model Tina. That's my model page and Tina's touch underscore M-U-A. For my makeup page, also on Facebook, Christina C. Connor on Facebook and Top Model Tina and Tina's Touch. And y'all know, y'all social media market, baby. Y'all know where y'all can find me at, baby. No all you man. got, uh, uh, you shut the hell up. <laughs> all, you, uh, all y'all got to do is type in that big underscore and dev on Instagram, Not and you gonna, you gonna see this face right here. Not if, if you type in big dev comedy on 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 Facebook, you are gonna see this face. Right here. If you type in Devin Roberts, you're going to find this face right here. If you type in America's Most Wanted, though, you're going to find this one right here. If you type in 188 Lock You Up, you're going to find this one right here. If you go, if you type in AmericaRemedial.com, you're going to find this one right here. Disrespect. Mm, he, he, he in remedial coloring right now. Because uh, he, yeah, he, he can't keep it within the line. And you know? guess who the teacher is? Huh? Whoop. Yeah. Well, hold on. I, I got to take that joke back. I can't color worth a damn My worth damn it. shit. Worth a damn. I can't color worth a damn <laughs> My daughter ate and the baby could color Cause I be I be jealous of her picture. Like, Damn, how she get the shades like that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all, all her lines be smooth and everything. And I and I thought it was the crowns I was buying because I used to get them rose crowns. Oh my god! You, 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 you know, sorry, it's all wax. Yeah, the all wax. With, you know what I'm saying? It, it's like they just took like they took like um old old fish grease, froze it, and just put a little bit of food color in it, and, and, and called it a crayon. So they upgrade the Crayola. And then, so then I was like, okay, maybe I've got enough colors, right? right maybe right. I've got enough colors. Because I'm only get the eight pack. Well, oh, if I start off with the four, because you get the four pack at Dollar Tree. Shout out, baby. Cut the check. <laughs> and I used to say, I start off with the four pack. And, and so then I was like, okay, maybe I need some more colors because I need, I need a little bit of variety. So right. then I got the eight pack. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Walmart, baby. And then I was like, <laughs> so y'all can cut the check too. And, and, and so then I was like, so I'm, my color is still. So I was like, maybe I need to go ahead Get the 32 pack. Shout out to Target, baby. So I went to Target and tried to get the 32 pack, and my color was still bad. So I was like, I'm going to go get the granddaddy of all grand. I'm going to go get that 64 oh, HD high definition Crayola crown set. That, yeah, with the sharpener in the back. You know oh, what I'm saying? I got the one with the one in the back. Oh, and it can, and you got like eight different shades of purple. You got purple, great, Concord, and you got you got periwinkle, you got Barney in that son joking. <laughs> and my color is still bad. That's just so I just gave it up. So the moral of the story is you can color. Save your money. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs>
Save your money. <laughs> just pay your eight-year-old child to come for you. You know what I'm saying? Just pay they it got it. You'll get it. Oh, yeah. So if you can't color, if you got coloring skills like him or myself, I got an eight-year-old, you know what I'm saying, $50 a picture. $50. We, hey, we're going to make a hustle out of this. You know what I'm saying? You know, I respect the hustle for young entrepreneurs at $50. $50 yeah. a picture. Listen, they paying forty dollars for some sometime, you know what I'm saying, female parts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because you don't know what you're gonna get. But you see, I can appreciate that because you see, I rather pay for the forty dollar coochie. Wait, than, what? Yeah, okay. So you see, with the forty dollar coochie. Well, okay. With okay. the forty dollar, hey, y'all gonna cut me? Y'all gonna cut my? You see that next time? <laughs> Feminists, <laughs> and we out. <laughs> you see what you see? I'm, I'm saying, with the forty dollars, with the forty dollars, you see.